Welcome to the Film Zone with Kent and Lucas. Hey, Luke, have you seen The Sixth Sense? Uh, yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, it was really good. It was best M. Night Shyamalan film. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I love that movie. That, that's the movie that introduced me to M. Night Shyamalan. I thought, wow, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, then he made Unbreakable. Have you seen that? Yeah, that's with Bruce Willis again and <laughs> has Samuel Jackson as Mr. Glass. Yeah. And did you like it? It was pretty good. It yeah. was not as great as... As The Sixth yeah. Sense? Yeah. Well, yeah, but it was different. It, it was interesting to me. It was like kind of Shyamalan's take on if comic book characters were real. Like mm-hmm. we really had superheroes and supervillains. It was kind of cool. An interesting thought. Yeah. So then we had Signs. Have you seen that? I have not, but I know it's about aliens. and Yeah, pretty cool. I, again, I liked it. A lot of people had some criticisms of it, but... It, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Then there was The Village. Mm, also, uh, I haven't seen. Right. I, a lot of people had criticism of, of this one. This is when people really started to fall out of love with Shyamalan. I I liked it. I, yeah, I mean, was it kind of predictable at the end? Oh, mm, yeah, maybe. I mean, to a lot of people, I think it was. I didn't quite predict the ending until we were probably like 10 to 15 minutes out from the twist. But, you know, okay. I, mm. I thought it was good. Lady in the Water was next. The people that didn't fall out of love with Shyamalan with the village, I think 90% of the remainder were done with Shyamalan after Lady <laughs> in the Water. I thought it was okay. It was interesting. It was unique. And that was one of the things that I uh, really used to tell people about Shyamalan, why I like Shyamalan's work, because it's unique. You've never seen mm. a story like this. So I... I still I gave him a pass for Lady in the Water. Then we had the happening, which was the the trees are revolting. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, buddy, what what what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I'm not going to say that I hated that movie, but I absolutely understand why what? everyone hated no. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then we had the Last Airbender. I, I did see that, and just stick with the cartoon. This doesn't exist. Um, yeah. yeah. Moving on. This, Yeah, that, that was the one. I was done with Shyamalan after that. I'm a huge fan of Avatar The Last Airbender, and um, yeah, I was done with, done with Shyamalan after seeing that mm. thing, whatever that was. <laughs> then there was After Earth with Will Smith. I did not see that. Mm. Uh, kind of as a, revenge. Yeah, like I'm, <laughs> I'm still pissed at Shyamalan. I'm like, no, too soon, buddy. Not gonna see this. Uh, then he did some TV stuff, and then he came out with The Visit, which I've actually heard good things about. Mm, I, I have I a ha- friend that's seen it, and mm. he he likes it. Yeah, so I want to check that one out. I haven't seen that one yet. But then, just this week, or was it last week? I think it was last week. Last week, Split came out. Have you seen that one? Yeah, we just watched it. Oh, that's right. We Yeah, we just left the theater. Mm. So this is really fresh on our mind. Um, for those of you that have never listened to this show before and you don't realize, there's going to be a lot of spoilers in this. So if you mm-hmm. haven't seen Split and you want to see it unspoiled, push stop now. All right, so here we go. Yep. James McAvoy. Um. Very, 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 very good performance by James McAvoy. Plays the the main antagonist, I suppose. 
just yeah, he twenty four personalities or twenty three, depending on how you look at it. Right, he kidnaps three girls, mm-hmm. uh, teenage girls, I guess. They're probably supposed to be what sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, around that. Just yeah, kidnaps them, and he, it turns out he has uh is a personality disorder or a um what was the name of it do you remember i i can't remember what they called it in uh, the movie. did is disassociative identity disorder yeah so basically a version of multiple personality disorder where each personality knows that the others exist and they basically take turns controlling the uh, the patient or the mm. person that's affected. And it goes so far as to not just be a personality difference, but physical characteristics can change as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that that are afflicted with this can actually change certain aspects of their body chemistry. Now, I haven't researched this. I'm no expert on this, but I believe that it's very much based in a a real disorder. Mm-hmm. So something very interesting about them knowing uh, each other is that they they try to compete for, like, who has the most control and right. stuff like that. It kind of reminds me of Gollum and Smeagol in Lord of the Rings, except mm-hmm. much more complicated because they know of each other and they talk to each other and they try to compete for control over the body. Right. Yeah, so James McAvoy pulls this off very, very well, I thought. He, uh, I, I thought he delivered a, a brilliant performance. Mm. I hope he gets an Oscar. I mean, at least a nomination for an Oscar. Yeah. For this. Uh, you know, you can say what you will about the story, but he, like, he, you could, you could tell immediately just by his body language you could tell which character he was mm. it was amazing his his um the, you know the way he talked he would have a different accent mm. he would pronounce words differently he would just completely change yeah it was really impressive good, good job <laughs> yeah. uh the rest of the actors uh they did pretty well too i think uh no, no one was like uh, this well yeah, so I, I think the the girl, like the main girl, I guess she would be the, the main protagonist, mm. uh, the dark-haired girl that uh, seemed to have problems of her own. Mm. She, I, th- I thought her performance was very good. Yeah, a lot of her facial expressions were very, you know, like you can tell what's going on. Uh, like yeah. you can tell when she's scared or... The character of Casey. Uh, An- Anya? Anya? Taylor Joy, I believe is how you say the actress's name. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought she delivered a pretty good performance. The rest of the characters, I don't think they had enough performance to really judge them on. I think they were acceptable. Mm, what about the 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 doctor, the psychiatrist? Ah, uh, yes, Dr. Fletcher. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, th- I thought she was pretty good. She was, was pretty expressive, very believable. Uh, Betty Buckley played Dr. Fletcher. I thought she did really well. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's our assessment on the the actors. Yeah, well, there's a there's a very specific actor that showed up for one scene. Uh, 
can't remember the actor. I mean the the character's name, but it's played by M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> As M Night Shyamalan is wont to do, he will write himself into his movies, and it's more like an afterthought. You can tell that this was an afterthought. Yeah, like, not not a relevant character to the story whatsoever. But he he was the guy that that played back the videotapes mm, for security it, I, I don't know. It just stuck out like a sore thumb. Just yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with his performance, mm. but that scene was just completely out of place. And it, was, it was really awkward and irrelevant. <laughs> it's completely irrelevant to the story. It's like, hey, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in the movie because that's what I always do. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like his trademark at this point. Yeah, that and twists. What a twist. Yeah. So he kidnaps these girls and he puts them in a room, presumably in a basement somewhere. Mm. And what, it's hard to discern immediately what his goals are. Is he going to kill them? Is he going to rape them? Is he going to hold them for ransom? Mm. It takes a little bit to figure that out. Uh, but we we learn pretty quickly that he has a personality disorder because the girls hear a woman's voice and they can peek through the keyhole and they see uh, a skirt and mm. high heel shoes. She's talking to the other person, the other personality that took them in in the first place. And right. she's angry at him. Right. And when the door opens... We see the girls just looking on in horror, and when we finally see James McAvoy, he's dressed as a woman and has a completely different personality than the one that kidnapped them. Mm. <laughs> and that's how we learn that he has has this uh, multiple personality thing. Um, so a, a lot of the movie, like... Other than just the the main plot goes into flashbacks or goes and sees the James McAvoy's character going to the to the psychiatrist lady, and you're you're pretty much just giving given small hints about the the plot so you can figure out what's going on and yeah, we character that, development and right. We learn that there's 23 personalities that mm-hmm. inhabit this person. The uh, so simultaneously as as we're learning about James McAvoy's character, we're also learning about the character, uh, the the girl, mm. uh, Casey. So we're learning about Casey because we see her as a small child. She's like camping and hunting with her dad and uncle. Yeah, she's like what five probably four maybe. Yeah, she's very young, and. Eventually, we learn that her uncle, her father's brother, is, um, shall we say, taking liberties. She's rape. I mean, he's raping her. Yeah, yeah or at least molesting her. It, you know, doing, he's doing inappropriate things mm-hmm. to this little girl. And eventually, we see that the father dies of a heart attack, mm-hmm. and the uncle becomes her guardian. And of course this has a traumatic effect on her. Mm, makes her an outcast. 
makes her want to do trouble just to get away from people. Right. So she's raised by her uncle, who's probably molesting her on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So she she's living in fear. Uh, you know, all all sorts of of psychological problems are probably coming from this. Mm-hmm. But interestingly, throughout the, um, the you know the the their imprisonment, let's say that the girls' imprisonment. As we're learning more and more about each of those characters, they seem to um, they, they seem to interact the most because the other two mm-hmm. girls were just frightened and wanted to get away, where this girl Casey wanted to take her time to learn about their situation mm-hmm. and like figure out the best way forward. So she was actually engaging in conversation with McAvoy's character, mm-hmm. trying to trick him and. Or at least es- learn. Especially when he had the the personality of the little boy, the nine-year-old little mm-hmm. boy, Hedwig. Yeah, he That's definitely funny. brought the... <laughs> Hedwig, oh my gosh. Yes, uh, he definitely brought the most laughs, if there was any in this movie. Yeah, they were like uncomfortable chuckles. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's a grown man playing a nine-year-old. Yeah, it was really interesting just to see their interactions because she was trying to trick him. Mm-hmm. And I keep saying McAvoy's character, but his his name was Kevin, right? Was that the yeah the the, the normal the real person was named Kevin? Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll just refer to him as Kevin from now on. So All when right. Kevin was the nine year old boy Hedwig, <laughs> he was very vulnerable, very naive. He was able to be tricked like two or three times. She was mm-hmm. able to trick him until he felt like he was going to get in trouble, so he would run away, and one of the other personalities would come to discipline the girl. Um, oh, my gosh. I, I just remembered the the dance sequence. That was probably another nervous chuckle laughing. Right, where Hedwig wanted to take <laughs> Casey to his room to show her his CD player, where he would play Kanye West and <laughs> dance to it. It was a solid minute and a half, just him dancing. Yeah. Super, like, just... And the look on Casey's face was a mixture <laughs> of confusion and, and horror. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty much our faces in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. So we go through all of this, and it turns out that the the plot, or what is actually happening here, is that Kevin's personalities have learned of this 24th personality called the Beast, Mm. who is going to basically be the next evolution of humanity and needs to feed on the souls of the corrupted or something to that effect. Yeah, crazy person talk. And So that's why he kidnapped the girls. They were meant to be food for the Beast. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to the uh, third act of the film. He mm. becomes the beast. Yeah, so he like takes off his shirt in, in like a train, and all of a sudden he like grows bigger and stronger. Yeah, gets faster. It, yeah, you, you can actually see a difference in his musculature. He, he's definitely bigger. Mm. Obviously, stronger, more agile, faster. His 
veins are popping out of his skin. Mm. Like he has physically changed. Now, one thing that I did note is when he was describing the beast to Dr. Fletcher, he said that he has long hair. Do you remember that? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Like on his fingers, right? Well, no. He Well, he said that when he was describing the beast, he said that he has long hair. And then right after that, he said that he has fingers that are longer than, mm-hmm. than the rest of ours. I didn't notice if his hands had changed at all, but he definitely didn't grow the hair. He div- didn't or? No, he, he was still mm. bald. Well, like, you know, shaved head. Yeah. So I, th- I thought that was an, an interesting thing. Uh, but he definitely did go through the other changes where he was bigger, he was taller, mm-hmm. seemingly. I mean, we didn't we didn't measure his height necessarily, but he, he seemed bigger, mm-hmm. uh, definitely bigger uh, muscularly. And once he was the beast, it was time to start the killing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so during this whole thing, his... I keep saying psychiatrist. What was she specifically? Uh uh, she was probably a psychologist. She was studying DID, mm-hmm. a dissociative well, well, identification disorder, or mm-hmm. identity disorder, rather. She was pretty much catching on to what he was doing, and she was at his house, mm-hmm. and she found out about the, the girls being captured, and she, she got uh, drugged and stayed there, yeah, well, she she confronted. Um, who was he at the time? Uh, whatever Barry, personality I think it was Barry. Was, was it Barry or I, well, Barry was the the personality of Barry was the clothing designer. He was one of the normal people, mm-hmm. I guess. He was kind of the down to earth, uh, you know, trying just trying to live a, a good life personality, no. or the. Dennis. It was Dennis. Dennis was the, like, he was the one that kidnapped the girls. He was the one that always wore the glasses. Yeah, I thought it was it was was weird because when he would change away from Dennis, it was because his eyesight would go blurry, and he would have to take the glasses off. That's how you knew Mm. that he wasn't Dennis anymore. Did you catch on to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I definitely realized that he took off the glasses. I didn't know if it was because his eyesight was getting blurry or if he's like, okay, I'm going to take off my glasses because Dennis doesn't have glasses on. (laughs) That's how I took it. But with the way they described it, it makes more sense. Right. So she was, she confronted Dennis about having these girls telling him, this is wrong. This is a crime. You can't do this. You have to stop this. And that's when he decided to drug her mm. uh, just basically to, yeah, I don't think he wanted to hurt her. He just wanted her to be out of the way for now. Yeah. Well, as the beast, as he came back to his house, because he had to leave for some reason to, to come back. Yeah. Uh, when he was the beast, he just ended up like crushing her to death. Right. When didn't got, even eat her. Just, yeah. He just, again, just kind of got, got rid of her. But, he didn't want to eat her because she was, she was not that, mm-hmm. uh, that corrupted soul or whatever that he was after. Mm-hmm. Most important part of that scene, though, other than her death, was uh, she had a knife that stabbed into him multiple times, and the knife broke and didn't. Yeah, it leave. did not harm him. It mm-hmm. just broke the knife 
Now, this is supposed to be a normal guy with just like multiple personality disorder, but when he became this 24th person, he got stronger and like couldn't get hurt and he got much faster. He was climbing on walls like a crazy person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, he goes, eats the other two uh, that we yeah, see at the, the beginning. The two girls that, that don't really have much of a personality, <laughs> yeah. they get eaten. Uh, meanwhile, Casey is figuring out kind of, you know, that he's got all these dis- different personalities. Well, I mean, mm. she hadn't realized that, but she's learning more about who he is and learning about the beast and about the way the different personalities see each other mm. because she finds this computer as she's trying to figure out how to get out of this room. She finds the computer with, with all the videos, like the video journals, basically vlogs. Yeah. Every, each personality had a vlog that they did except for the, the beast because he, he doesn't have time to vlog. <laughs> he's <laughs> right. got, Plus he's brand new. Yeah. He hasn't had time to vlog yet. He hadn't been home long enough to do well, that. I, it made it seem like he's done this before. I, 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 I feel think like this is the first time that he actually physically changed into the beast. I think the beast had always been kind of in the shadows, mm. uh, on his way here kind of thing. See, I, I took it as like he's done this before because like the walls were broken. At, like they mm. made mention of the walls being broken at first. That's a good point. And... Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I Yeah, maybe maybe. Uh cuz it's like he's returning or whatever. Yeah, I, e- either way like main character gets a shotgun that one of his personalities tells her about and that was actually when he became Kevin again because mm-hmm. Dr. Fletcher knows that if she says Kevin's full name, he becomes Kevin. At least his, for a bit. Right. So when she is when she knows that she's about to die, she scrawls on a piece of paper, say his name, and then she wrote it out. It was like mm-hmm. Kevin Kevin Wendell. Yeah, it was it was something. a name. Yeah. Kevin something. And when the beast enters the room to kill Casey, she mm-hmm. calls out his name. And he, he becomes normal for a while. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I've done this. Uh, there's a shotgun right there. I need you to kill me. Yeah. And uh, as she's going for going to that, he starts changing into, like, a ton of his personalities. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he didn't mean that. No, that's not how it went. And she goes there, uh, finds out that it's not loaded at all, and he ends up becoming the, the beast again. And she's running, trying to find a way to escape. And finds the lockers that you see earlier in the movie. And you see his name and see the the shotgun bullets. And pretty much after some very horrific chase scenes and him crawling on the walls and breaking out the lights and stuff, (laughs) uh, she gets into this cage-like area and starts shooting at him. And it's not hurting him. It's like, what? And Yeah, well... there was a couple times where it, it seemed like he was injured because mm-hmm. he did he did fall to the ground, uh, but he stands up and and you realize that he's not actually hurt, like his arm's mm-hmm. not blown off or something like like it. Probably it was like getting punched in the stomach, right? And it's at this time that the girl Casey, her shirt had ripped, so mm-hmm. she she pulled her shirt off, but she has this like really short undershirt 
mm-hmm. under it. And you can see like cuts and thing, like cuts and burn marks, it looks like, like all over mm-hmm. her like midriff and her shoulders and things. And, and he notices this and he says, what, what, what uh, did he, he say? He says something like, oh, you, you are... You you were damaged or something like that. And yeah, it's like, it's like you're, you're worthy. You're yeah, you're broken. You're pure. Yeah, that's it. That's and he it. He said the the broken, the broken are the best among us. I think it's yeah, some, something like are that. The, yeah, something like that. And he runs away from her, and she's she's pretty much safe at this point, and she escapes. You find out that this whole place was under a zoo. Yeah, it was underneath the Philadelphia Zoo. Yeah. Um, Philadelphia Zoo, you need to check on that. <laughs> yeah, check the basement, please. <laughs> no, but it's kind of interesting that uh, her past is what saved her. Right, her horrific childhood mm. is what damaged her, which in turn is what saved her in this yeah. situation. So then you, of course, have to have the twist. Uh Right. So the news is breaking about about all of this happening and you see you see Kevin or the beast or whatever mm. uh McAvoy's character he is somewhere he's run away from the zoo he's now somewhere else in the city presumably mm-hmm. and he's checking himself out in the mirror and he realizes that he's not hurt at all he goes through different variations of his personality and their reactions to what had happened. Mm. and Remind me a lot of Golem in that scene. Right. And then he declares that it's time to show the world what we can do. Mm. And then he... You don't see any more of him. Right. And then it switches to... It, that might have been the last scene, but it switches to the... I, I guess you call it a diner. Yeah, well, there's there's a few different scenes of people watching the news because the mm-hmm. news is is breaking about uh, you know, the events that happened at the zoo, and you see a few different people reacting to it, conversations, and it, I think the whole scene was in a diner. Mm-hmm. You see people reacting, and then somebody says, "This reminds me a lot of something that happened like 15 years ago." That guy in the wheelchair, mm-hmm. and. Someone says, oh, yeah, that's Mr. Glass. And then it shows who it is, and it's Bruce Willis talking. And you see the name Dunn on his jacket, mm. which was the character that he played in Unbreakable. And, yeah. And, of course, Mr. Glass was Samuel, Jackson. Samuel Jackson's character. So that establishes that this movie is taking place in the same universe. Mm. So M. Night Shyamalan's superhero universe is now that there's more than just one movie in it. And so we, we, we have this hero that's was in the this first movie in two thousand two or whatever. Two thousand three. I I don't know. Um and now we have this guy. So is is M. Night Shyamalan trying to say, Hey, what if I just make a movie about these two fighting? Is that what's going on? Or you know, I I, I don't uh, think that's what's going on, but I, I think it I think the only reason that's there is for us to speculate mm. about the possibility of a movie where it's it's gonna be Bruce Willis versus James <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> Which is 
pretty great because James McAvoy is. Uh, he plays Professor X in the X Men movies. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, how, how did you feel about this movie overall? Um. Well, to compare this with the movie I really liked from last year, Ten Cloverfield Lane, uh, both had the premise of someone being taken. Uh, quite different circumstances. Um, this movie has a lot of like outside info that's based outside of the the, the storyline mm-hmm. with flashbacks. While Ten Cloverfield Lane is very focused and story driven, plot driven, mm-hmm. and I, I think that works better than. So you you think this story would have been better if we hadn't seen the like the scenes with the psychologist and yeah, the flashbacks? I, from... I think the flashbacks were fine, but the scenes with the psychologist I think could have been worked out differently. Yeah, those were all it very much just, yeah. They were very much exposition scenes. Mm-hmm. Every time we saw the psychologist, we were being explained to. Yeah, it, it was demystifying of the character mm-hmm. and. I think it would have been better if we didn't know. Right. I think the flashbacks with the girl was definitely very useful. Right, because that explained the, the I guess, the twist at the end mm. that she was saved because of her... Uh, Uncle. Well, right. Uh, the trauma that she endured is what actually saved her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think the the flashbacks were necessary for her. I, I think it could have been done differently with the... Uh, like, I, I keep giving her different occupations. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just going to call her a psychologist. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really sure how to feel about this movie. I really enjoyed the performance of of the actors... The story was definite, definitely interesting. Uh, I don't know. I just, I was really hoping that this was the movie that was going to bring me back into Shyamalan's mm-hmm. uh, fandom. I, I think it intrigued me enough to go watch his next one. Right. Uh, yes. Okay. In this case, put like that, it was successful because now I want to watch the last movie that he made mm-hmm. and I want to see what he does next. Uh, so, I mean, is Shyamalan back? I, I guess I guess the answer to that question would be yes. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he keeps that spotlight for, for longer. Yeah. I, I, I've always thought that Shyamalan is very artistic, very unique filmmaker. And I really hope that, that he just keeps this going, uh, this... Uh, uh, I guess the streak of creativity. I don't. With, without being super weird, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like with the happening and the lady in the water. Those those movies were just too out there. I think for most audiences. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want I want him to stay you know, fairly mainstream, yet still bring that uniqueness to films mm. that that really only he can do. That that's what I hope. And I would say that this this movie was definitely a step in that direction. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hopefully, M Night Shyamalan continues doing 
good or at least fair on his new movies. Uh, we'll, we'll decide on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. So that, that about does it. Um, Where should people go on the internet to find you? So go to Twitter at MovieManLucas to find me and see my thoughts on some movies and other stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And I am at RM underscore Del Noche on Twitter. If you want to give us any suggestions or just talk about our shows at all, you can go to at FilmZoneCast on Twitter and just let us know what you think about our episodes. Mm. And if you're getting this on iTunes, give us a, a review. Uh, we, we would love to see that, try to improve on this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, y- you can give us praise, you can give us criticism, you can say whatever you want. But we'd love to see some feedback there. All right. Thank you. Until next time, see ya. Find more of this and our other great shows at ritualmisery.com. Thanks for listening. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>